Hello. How you doing? It's been a while. It has. It's been forever. Oh my god. It's been forever. It's been a long old time. And yeah, I'm glad we're doing this again because I I've not I'd not been in a place in my life for years that I was kind of like people who listen to this could probably tell by the fact that I was on this on and off for the last two years, like really inconsistently and the podcast just stopped happening. And then, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you like, it was your idea initially, so I'm glad you're back. And I definitely like I, for a brief period there, I was like, I'll just keep this up once a month. I'll talk with a designer. And I just, I got busy and it dropped off. Well, yeah. Uh, you but, are doing quite a lot, <laughs> surprisingly. Well, yeah, but, yeah. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't show. But I feel like I wake up every day and I work, and nothing ever moves forward. It's just. <laughs> oh really? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, I'm in the middle of production on a video game. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're working on Labrat, which I feel again because this podcast has been so not super happening since this game's gone into development. I feel like we've barely spoke. Like, my brain wants to go to Kine. Like, I'm like, let's talk about Kine. But it's like, that's done. Like, we're in lab rat <laughs> That launched times. years ago, yeah. 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 <laughs> I remember I bought it's, it. Like, <laughs> Jesus, it's scary how long I've been working on lab rat, actually, if you think about it. Because, like, I, I started this as, like, I was... I, I initially wanted to make, like, a strategy tactics game. And mm. I... We can go into that at some point. But, like, I... The tactical game, I I just kind of shelved that, and COVID hit, and I started up this kind of game jam about COVID with Lucas Lislow, and then that turned into a um, we we took that our quick little well, we started a jam, canceled that, and then ended up making Lab Rat off of like the ideas we had from that game mechanically, yeah. um, and it grew and it changed and it became what it is now, which is like a a comedic narrative puzzle game that's very much um. It, it very much, it's not like Portal, but it's a funny puzzle game with a, you know, female coded AI. So everybody's comparing it to Portal right now. Yeah, that's like, that's generally, people generally seem, because so this is the thing, this this game has had trailers and there's a beta, a technical test that people can come and join. Can people still join that? I think they can, right? Yep. Yeah, if you go to labrat.study, you can sign up for the beta. I still go. do invites, I think, every six weeks or so at this point. Yeah. So people people can play it at the moment. And yeah, ge- people seem to generally really like it. Like you say, Portal is the thing they mentioned because you have an AI with a female voice. So they're like, it's Portal, even though there's no Portals. I guess it's a puzzle game as well. So it's not like wild for no, people to make like, that comparison. <laughs> like, yeah, in the art style, the, the color palette definitely borrows from like, it's definitely inspired from Portal. There's no question there. So that's mm. true. Um, yeah, I, I'm not like, I, I loved Portal, so that's fine. I think the things I didn't like about Portal was, well, it's not that I didn't like it. A, a differentiator, a way that I didn't want to go was, I, I didn't want to write, like, GLaDOS is very adversarial mm. and just evil, and I just yeah. don't feel like that's what technology is. Like, technology isn't evil. Technology is trying really hard to be nice, but... You know, it's imperfect. You know, it's trying to do the right thing, but it, it uh, whereas Gladys was definitely like evil. Uh, yeah. And so I, I thought it would be more fun if it was like an AI that was kind of, that that was kind of trying to do the right thing, that was trying to be good, but just optimized in the wrong way or just had the wrong, has a couple quirks that you need to work around and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the sense, I, you saying that the sense I got from it as well was just like, oh, it's got a different, 
it's got the idea of what I might want, but like it's the way it's executing doing the right thing is actually not necessarily oh, yeah. the right thing. <laughs> yeah, the the writing is the writing for this has been fun and extremely mm. challenging. Like oh, really? uh I've not oh yeah. Yeah, like I'm not like this is my first time being a game writer and a voice actor uh among other things. Like so this has been a just a huge learning curve just all of this. Um and uh, comedy writing is hard. It's I, I enjoy writing funny stuff. I've written like you've seen my GDC talks and things like that. Yes. I, I I enjoy attempting to be funny, and I enjoy the idea of being funny through game mechanics. Um, though, and I think we are getting there with Portal, or sorry, with Labyrinth. Um, <laughs> Revealed. God. The truth. Yeah. Turns out. Turns out that's the real. Thing. Someone on a Reddit somewhere was like, "See, <laughs> <laughs> she just copied it." <laughs> no, I, I, it will, when you play it, it will feel completely different. It, yeah. It's just, it does have that lineage. And I, I will say like, we finished the, Lucas and I wrapped on the puzzles and Lucas went off and started his own projects and stuff back in March. And I know I've still got a year on the game of just writing an art. And it's, wow. the writing is taking just um, so long because you can't just have like, I mean, this is, this is at least an eight-hour game, so you can't just have mm. this. There's only so many jokes you can make about symmetry, like before it gets a little bit old. <laughs> so you need. We needed another character, and this was Matt Matt Burns' idea. Very initially, it was like there'd be a developer character. Sorry, my voice is cracking because I did recording this morning. Yeah, so there's this developer character, and the there's me and two writers on working on this character, and we just could not reach agreement like there was the initial way I wrote her uh which was which Matt and I kind of liked but I I'll admit it wasn't the best mm. um and and then I started Ian came on uh, like the other writer and did a different version which was just extremely mean and then we spent I want to say like two months just rewriting and rewriting section two which is like the the second core the game's in four pieces it's the second piece mm. just where the developer and the and the AI go back and forth with each other. Um, like maybe she's, we tried something that's kind of like Silicon Valley. We tried something that was like over the top jargon. We tried, yeah. we just kept trying. And so we finally found kind of like a, a, a sort of a character that we, that we all three of us liked. And that took some doing man. And I think we're, we're finally moving forward on that. That's like, it feels so good to have that figured out. <laughs> Cause that so was the hardest part. I mean, that's that's a narrative element that I had no idea about. Like, that's not that's not in a trailer or anything like that. Well, we, how am I going to show it off if it's not, like, like, it's not only not done. Like, it was, like, I mean, we, we had a version of it done, ah, mm. fuck, like, last year. But it wasn't, because, like, initially when I brought, I want to say in January, I had a first pass on the first and the second section. Yeah. Uh, we spent... Um, and I, I actually had people playing the first half of the first section. So like the, the very like first eighth of the game is the beta, basically. Yeah. Um, but that got, we completely rewrote the first section, just kind of like did a big revision on it to kind of, when, when Ian came on, we tried to make the story more cohesive, have a, a narrative arc that kind of made sense all the way through, as opposed to what I had, which was just like a joke book. Like, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. Like after each level, um, there's now like a proper narrative arc. And, you know, like, uh, there's a story in the game. And 
there, we've done a lot of world building since then. And so we went back and we rewrote the first section and that took some doing. And then we, this, uh, the second section we kind of got stuck on. So we moved into the third section for a while and wrote some of that and then came back. We were hoping that would help inform who the developer was and it didn't. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and then we just got stuck on this, this character and, and her interaction and what is, what's funny versus what's fun to play and experience, you know, mm. because like as a player, it's not fun to hear two, two other characters fight. Like you need to get involved in some way. Otherwise yeah. it's really boring. Um, yeah. And, and in general, just, just finding the, finding writing that's fun and funny and that involves you, uh, in, in this kind of silly way, it, it, it took a bit of doing, um, I'm really proud of where we're, we're going with it. I think it's going to be a fantastic game, but yeah, it's been a lot. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it like, um, yeah, that's so, so what I've seen at the game, uh, mostly is, is in the trailers. Like I played a little bit of it, but mostly is mm-hmm. in the trailers and yeah. So you've got Xbox is now a thing since last yep, we spoke. we're coming to xbox at launch Which i wanted to cool. align with either yeah uh i mean that just came down to like a how do i put it i need to I, at this point let me think if we start this in march of 2020 um it's gonna be like a two and a half three year dev cycle like i need a certain amount of money and i i wanted to to like partner with somebody i really wanted a game pass deal i'm still fighting for it but i don't have a hey. game pass deal yeah, I did I mean, get a, a smaller deal with Microsoft to to launch on Xbox at launch. Yeah, you were you were in a showcase as well, which is pretty cool. I found that very exciting. Yeah. I said, "That's Gwen's game. I know that game." But then you know, I get excited about such things. But uh, yeah, Game Pass would be good. That would be that would be great. That, that would feels... be man. Those deals are. I mean, okay. There's two sides of this, right? Like. Game Pass is arguably going to destroy game development in a in a manner of speaking because mm. like you because it takes away the capacity for you to make a a ton of money off your games, right? I get you. Like a runaway hit kind of situation. Exactly. It puts a ceiling on how much money you make because you say up front, you know, "Hey Microsoft, give me this amount of money and I will give you a game." Mm. And then Microsoft takes that and gives it to all everybody they in their ecosystem. Um, and so you don't have the ability to make a ton of money off of the game. And there's people that are like, the sky is falling. This is the end. This is the end of like, you know, big hits. Uh, The only way to have a big hit now is steam. Uh, but I mean, it it was, I I just don't see that yet because for, for many reasons, the, the, the consoles, the people who have game pass, they still buy games on steam. You know, people who are, who are playing consoles, who are console gamers, they're probably not, but like those are just two totally different audiences. So I don't see why you mm. can't get both, at least right now. I, I see the concern in the long term that this is driving down prices, but honestly, like consumers are so price conscious now. They're not buying anything at full price. They're mm. getting games for free from Epic. They're, they're getting games for free from Game Pass. It's, the price is getting driven down. So I, I understand the argument that like, this these game pass specifically is in the long term going to going to hurt game developers because it is going to take away the capacity to make a ton of money but there's that other side of it which is they give you up money up front to make your game yeah. uh and 
that removes all the risk and that's amazing. So yeah, like I fought for it. Like I wanted that real bad. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get a Game Pass deal. No, so yeah. I'm still working on it. Yeah. I'll swing again next year. Yeah, there's still time. I, I mean, yeah. yeah, I get it. I'd be in. I, I mean, I guess PlayStation Plus is different. I was gonna say because I was immediately thinking of Fall Guys, which was free on PlayStation Plus for a month when it launched, and was a huge. That's game. a very different beast. That's yeah. what I'm thinking, so the, right? There's a, there's a huge reason. If you're a multiplayer game, it's clever to come out on some kind of free service or something like this. Mm. Because you, you need to... He- multiplayer games are only successful if you get a ton of people playing them. Yeah. Right? Single player games, not the same deal. Right? Mm. Like there's... Mm. Um, yeah, it, it's just a different beast. I, I think even Rocket League was, was free on PlayStation Plus too. At launch, it was. If I recall. Yeah, to, to begin yeah. with. When it, when it very first came out, if I recall, it was free. Or it definitely... At the very beginning of its life and yeah like th- that does make sense you build your player base you yeah. go from there and there's a lot of arguments for the even games that have a like more of a long tail games that people play for a really really long time actually mm. so like um so yeah multiplayer games that people will get hooked on or games that people want to come back and replay over and over and over you put them in a service they're free for a month or or four months or however long and then they're not free anymore and then people go buy them because they're addicted right yeah. But you don't get that with a single player game. Like I'm making an 8-hour game that you play and then it's done, you know? Yeah. So the game indie games like this they don't they don't benefit as much from those those kinds of free services absolutely. That makes sense. It's like you say though, I don't know. I I guess I also see the positives way more. I get it. I get that you you are capped, but I also see like like you said like like a game a game like yours where it's where you you can see a niche within a niche kind of thing and you are kind of rolling the dice on making that like the game that exactly the game that you want to make and if a company's going to come in and go please do make exactly the game you want to make here's the money for it (laughs) it's like oh yeah i don't have to make any concessions to make it less of a risk on my part it's like all right cool so yeah that that does make sense to me yeah i mean to me like I'm not I'm not I'm not a person that's concerned about making sure if the game is successful I get millions and millions of dollars. I'm far more mm. concerned about if this game is not successful then I don't know what to do. I guess I have to get a job. Like that's yeah. that's my reality. Like I sit here and I watch my bank account slowly go down like mm. every day. And it's not uh i'm i'm far more concerned about what happens at the bottom end than what happens at the top end and so for me like yeah i i the the stability of just knowing something's paid for up front is wonderful but it's whatever i've you know i'm happy with the way things are i have yeah with what i'm making i'm set for now so it's all good so how how is development coming along like how is it going because we like you mentioned this is (laughs) this is a two to three year cycle like where where yeah. where do you feel you are at the moment? Like how's how's it coming? Shit, man. Well, the the big, <laughs> it's a big question. No, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's hard to talk about because it's been a very uh, kind of up and down sort of a thing. So like, I thought. Let's see. For one thing, the writing is taking a lot longer than I thought it would. Another thing that happened is I, I had two artists I was working with. One was Mike Snight, who's fantastic, but I could only ever get him for like a day or two a month. Um, and uh, he was great for setting like art direction. And then I could crank based on that. Um, but he had a kid 
like in March and and he's been like just slammed <laughs> and, and he can't really work on the project anymore. Um, I had Mimi for a while and she's great, but I, I didn't have like, so I, you know how I said the game's in four sections? Yes. I had it. I had her work with me on the first three sections and we're done with that and I need to get the narrative to catch up and then I need to be on, on section four. So I, I knew I wouldn't need her for a couple months, so I helped her get a, another gig. And now I, I'm like a little bit regretting that. Anyway, <laughs> like, oh no, wait. I really, <laughs> Come back. I really liked working with her. Yeah, I loved working with Mimi. She was great. Um, but she's, uh, so now I, eventually I have to do the art for section four and I don't have anybody for that. And so that's a big question mark. Honestly, how long something takes, the hardest part about game development is always finding your collaborators. Mm. It's always finding the the people that you jive with that understand the product and that you work with, you know, um, and that is sometimes they understand the tools because there's a certain amount of on ramp for somebody that, for instance, isn't used to Unreal. I think for artists, it's a lot easier than, say, a programmer. But like the the person will determine some amount of how long I'll have to spend on art in section four. The narrative is a huge question mark just because like this is taking so much longer than I thought it would. Uh, so that's, that's hard to say. Um, but I, I think at some point I realized I could definitely get the game done by December and launch in winter this year. Um, and the point I realized that I also realized I was pregnant and that uh, my baby was going to be due in December. And I remember that was a hard day because like, I didn't do any research into this. Like I've been having, like, this is, I've, I've been not trying to not have a kid, I guess, for years. Like, mm. I've been having unprotected sex with my husband for years. Uh, but I'm, I've got a thing where it's, it's difficult to get pregnant. So I didn't think it would happen, mm. really, um, uh, in my case. But it did, which is awesome. I'm yes. very excited. Very excited. The timing was a bit of, like, threw me through a real fucking loop, though, I will yeah. say. Because um, I, I didn't know what to expect beyond this, because I never thought it would happen. So I did no research and was wildly unprepared. Because I figure, you know, you got nine months to figure it out, right? Um, yeah, so, pretty much. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, I knew I like if we could do it, I would do it, and I wanted to. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, like, how do I explain this? When I found out I was pregnant and that the baby was going to be due in December, I thought, okay, so what I probably need to do is crunch and launch the game immediately before the the, the baby comes. And mm. I, I made a plan doing this, and I it occurred to me, I was like. I don't know what, what part of pregnancy is hard. Like, is it the ending part or is it right after they come out or is it labor? And so I'm going online and I'm like, I'm in these, these groups asking these really veiled questions. Like, so someone on my team is pregnant. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to work around her schedule. She's necessary for both finishing up the game and post-launch support. Would be better to launch the game two weeks before her due date or two weeks after? And everyone's like, you monster. <laughs> you complete maniac. Do you have any idea? <laughs> That's not, you have no idea what this is about, do you? And then they just kind of like gently explained that the answer to that question was no. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, I've not had children myself, but I, my family, my sister has, and I've seen the process. I was thinking when you were saying that, I was just thinking, no, I think a lot of it's hard. <laughs> like from what from what I've seen, I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I mean, well, the the hardest part is definitely like the last month before the baby's yeah. born, and then the two months, three months after, right? Like, 
and I was like, that's a large amount of time to be hard. How hard are we talking here? And it's like, like you could still launch a game. And it's like, no. And the more I did research, I was like, okay, okay. So I came to the conclusion the only option would be to crunch as hard as possible. Uh, I would just have to cut stuff and we would have to launch in, I don't, this was like early this year. Yeah. I, I was like, all right, we'll, we'll work as hard as possible. I'll crunch. I'll cut what I need to cut. And we will launch in, I don't know, October. And I, I go to my doctor that day and she's like, all right, so what we need you to do uh, is if this is going to stick, you need to reduce your caffeine intake dramatically and you need to remove stress from your life. And I was like, those are the two things that I use to function. <laughs> crunch time. Caffeine and stress. <laughs> yeah. Not even during crunch, like during normal time. Like that's <laughs> the, that's what I run on is stress and caffeine. You can't mm. do, You can't just do that. So yeah, it was a whole thing. So that I had to like go through this mental journey of realizing like, oh, slowly over the course of the first month of being pregnant, I came to the realization that this was going to have to be pushed until after the baby. And then that was rough because I'm talking to people. You have to keep in mind, like I'm talking to other business owners, like people who own companies, indie companies of like 12 people or more. Right. And um, I'm explaining like, yeah. I think I have to push this until after maternity leave. I think I have to take maternity leave. It doesn't look like that's an option, actually. Um, and, and they're like, well, this will just be the game that got away. This will just be the one that wasn't as good. And I'm just sitting here like, I just leave these video calls and I'm just dead. Oh. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's terrible. And then slowly I, I had to like make friends with people that have kids. And they're like, you know, you don't die after you have a kid, right? Like, you know, you can still... Like, were you, and, and it took a while, but like, I, I moved myself towards like, all right, I'm going to make games until I die. This is just, I'm going to take three months here and have a kid and that's okay. I, I'm going to get back into this game as soon, like, I'm not, I'm not going to, like, I'm not gone after I have a kid. I can still make this game later. Yeah. I'm being absurd. Also, like, all these Keep in mind, I have this amazing privilege of just being like, I'm going to take three months off here and nobody else can work on the game while I'm gone. Suck it. Because <laughs> we've actually wound down to the point where like I'm, it's just me and Ian on it anyway. And everybody knows maternity leave is coming. Mm. So everybody else has other projects they're working on and stuff anyway. So it's fine. Great. Okay. So yeah, no, I'm a, once I, once I wrap my mind around the idea that it was going to be a while, like and I became comfortable with that. I actually had a great time making games again. And I got oh, really yeah. into the art of things and I got to polish things and I started, um, I don't know, like I, it actually became a better thing. The game became so much better. Cause as soon as you get out of this mindset of like, I have a certain amount of money I have to launch on this date. I have like, I, I've always lived with these constrictions. Mm. Um, and now all of a sudden I'm in this place where I'm like, I don't know, the game will be done when it's done and when it's perfect. And I know there's going to be a break here where, where I have to go on, on leave for a while. And I'm just going to do everything I can to make the game as perfect as possible. What would make me proud? And then I, and when you start, once you shift into that mindset, man, game is so much, like game dev is so much more fun, you know? Mm. So in the end, it actually ended up being way better. And I'm so proud of the work that we've done since then. Like this summer has been amazing. Um, I, I just, I really really love what I'm making again. So, yeah, like, in the end, it's, this is probably the best case scenario. I mean, that's brilliant. Like, that that's a really... I mean, 
I mean, you could you could see it, and I don't know how much that again that how much that last trailer was reflective of what's going on at the moment. But to me, seeing the most recent trailer was the time that I really like got the game. If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. I felt like I saw what it was about more, and that wasn't like necessarily that the first trailer was bad or. I'm very bad at the game. Like, we'll throw that out there. You've watched, like, an hour of me attempting to do the, a really simple puzzle. I think I, when I watched my partner do it, I described it as, like, a dog being shown a card trick. Like, did it. And I was like, how did you? How? She was like, you just move. Like, you just go here. And I was like, what? I'm just terrible at puzzle games. But, like, that most recent trailer, I think, was a much more solidified kind of cohesive oh that's it that's the game like that's it that's exciting like i see that like that's awesome and i don't know if that's reflective of things being more cohesive yeah. for you but like not even more cohesive I mean, but you know what to... i mean like yeah i mean it took a while to find the the voice of the game to find out what made the game fun i mean obviously you played a very early version yes um and i think the thing that's fun about the game isn't really the the bog standard puzzles it's definitely these kind of like if you play the beta, there's these two sort of offshoots, one where you're like experimenting with multiplayer, which is not multiplayer, it's a gag, and another one where you're experimenting with, um, oh shoot, what is it in the beta right now? Uh, like a, a shooter. And I, we found like these puzzles where you're experimenting with uh, just being in a completely different genre, mm. these kind of treat puzzles that we thought would be small parts, of the side parts of the game, that is the game. Like that is the yep. fun part of the game by far. And uh, and it's funny and it's en- enjoyable and and so yeah there was a actually like that the decision to just refocus on entirely that or as much of that as possible was earlier this year I would say Amazing. like before before Lucas rolled off because I needed him to help me with a lot of the puzzles for those um, but fully realizing them like taking noir and making it beautiful and look like noir and feel like noir with noir writing that took some doing and that was fun work you know um, yeah uh, yeah it's a so the it's a because Lab Rat makes fun of other game genres and other other games that are famous out there and things like that, uh, and and those are the jokes that resonate and that people love, you know. That's the like just being in the Discord that those are always. It, it's interesting that they're both little offshoot like ah here's a little fun thing kind of bits because those are the bits people mention over and over again. You'll get like the because people are bug reporting for the most part. And it's like, oh, here's a little thing. Here's a little thing. I loved this bit. And it's normally the multiplayer or the shooter bit like that they'll reference. Yeah. Like, oh, this bit was so good. And like I said, just from seeing the trailer, it was when I started seeing all of those moments that I was like, that's what it is. I was like, right. It mm-hmm. like all connected in my head. And I was like, okay, I, I see this game now. Like, and yeah, really. Yeah. Amazing work, obviously. Dude, that trailer was a lot too. Trailers, I put a lot into my trailers. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into them. It seemed to go down really well. Yeah, I think so. I love it. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good to hear. Like, and it sounds like the game is progressing at exactly the pace it needs to be to be the the best version of the game that you can make. Yeah, and we'll yeah, so we'll be launching in 2022. Uh, at some point in the future and the the game is moving forward every day i will admit we did hit a slog for a bit there uh just figuring out this one character like i mentioned earlier that was the man that was like a it, it, i'm so glad that's done <laughs> oh nice no, that was like so a creative it, block 
it is kind of decided upon now, like where that character's going and yeah. all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, That's you've really got cool. scratch scratch narrative in for all of section two at this point and a decent chunk of section three. So I think we're like uh she's figured out. And she was the hard one to figure out. And we have to go back and rework a lot of the scratch VO now that we've like she's kind of solidifying who she is, mm. the developer. Um Is but, that you uh, again as well? Yeah. yeah, just very different voice processing on the two characters. Yeah. Nice. So the story, like, there's all this world building to it, uh, that will never actually be in the game. Anytime you work on a highly narrative game, you've kind of like, you build out an entire world and then you show the player just a bit of it yeah. that's relevant. Uh, and so, at least that's how I've always done it. That's how we did it in Bioshock, right? Because um, there's so much meaning behind this shit. And so, yeah, it's actually very intentional that the developer and Sarah have the same voice because at one point the company had um, basically the developer was told that uh, the AI they were working on would be an am- amalgamation of all of the, the female employees. So they took all the female employees and, and took their voices, captured their voices to make an amalgamation. But she was the only woman at the company. Like, and that's like a whole gag that will never be in the game that just I know. But it's, it's part of like the backstory of Labyrinth. Um, I mean. But they, they do sound different. The, the, the processing is different enough that you can, they seem like I could... Somebody could not know that they're the same person doing the voice for both characters. Yeah. I mean, I d- immediately I thought, like, well, you're doing the voice of the AI and you are the developer of the game. Therefore, if you were the de- the voice of the developer in the game, that would be a meta level that I would particularly enjoy. But, yeah, the fact that yeah. you figured all that stuff out. That's a sh- immediately I'm like, oh, that's a shame that people aren't going to... I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that and the game isn't even out yet. So you've got that in the back of your head, that little bit of lore. But it is... I don't know, it's almost a shame that people won't... I mean, I know I know it's important for you to know all that stuff, to, like... But that's cool. Like, that, just that little story, I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Funny. Like, intelligent. Uh, sharp. It's... I was like, that's good stuff. Like, so, yeah. Anyway, that's really cool. Really into that. Yeah. But do you yeah, think, that, do you think there'll be a trailer that will... Because immediately when you said there's a developer and they're talking back and forth, I like the idea of, like, a that being in a trailer i don't know why i guess mm-hmm. i think of trailers constantly <laughs> in my head yeah we, we like... definitely yeah i don't know how to put this in a trailer the thing is about trailers is like it's hard to find a to make a trailer that's about dialogue these days when most people see trailers silently on on twitter yes so like no if you like... had a if you had a cut scene that would be one thing but this is mm. like voiceover that's happening while you're just staring at like a waveform so it doesn't make for the best trailers. I would say if you were making a trailer for Fortnite or Call of Duty, yes. For the game that you're making and then the showcases that that trailer is probably going to be in, I wouldn't say that's... I mean, I know you obviously want to make something that's going to appeal mm-hmm. to as many people as possible. And that makes total sense. But I don't, just yeah. as a sentiment, I don't know if I'd definitely like immediately agree. Just because it's like... The people that are going to yeah. be really into that will be watching, like you know. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, the other side of this is if, the counter argument would be you can still have the banter back and forth. You just sh- play it over like something that looks a lot prettier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like visuals that look a lot more crafted and and you know that 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 are more. How do I put it? You want to make sure your trailer still looks great when people 
are seeing it silently in some sort of social media because it's the most common yeah. case these days. Oh yeah, no, I just from my job I know that that is it's how we do all the videos we make. Like it's all with a, with text at the bottom, and because you assume someone's going to stop watching it after four seconds, you got to make it as interesting straight away. So yeah, you, gotta you have are those, completely right. Yeah, you got to have the, those little clips at the beginning now, the little micro trailer at the beginning oh, of the trailer. Oh, I hate it. I'm such a non-fan of that because I'm like, I'm here to watch the trailer. I don't need you to show me the trailer before I watch the trailer. I don't need the trailer for the trailer. Well, they, but I know why it's there. Like, shouldn't... I get it, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. You gotta get them fast, man. You That's gotta get them fast. Days. It's very true. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, I get... I get... As soon as the, the, the idea of that narrative can see, I was really excited about it. So I was just like, ooh... How can more people know about this? And then they will also be excited. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited for things that will happen in the future. Well, it's, it's interesting if you look at how, I mean, let's talk about Portal 2, right? Because like, if you yes. look at how they how they marketed that, they didn't really show Gladys or like the, who's that, that character that's like the owner of the company or whatever. Oh, like they, uh, I forget his name, but yeah, that guy. Yeah. If Played you by remember Jay the Jonah marketing Jameson. materials. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you remember the marketing materials for that, those were mostly like um, weird teasers that had nothing to do with the game. Like, here's your boots. Do you remember? Or was oh no, totally. I mean, but it it also was coming off the back of Paul, right? Like it was like you know what's it's up. True. It's Paul. Like, and you didn't know what was mm -hmm. up because there was way more narrative to it than you were expecting. But also, it kind of delivered in that people had delved so far into like let's squeeze everything we can out of Paul when there was just like a thread of narrative that went through it mm -hmm. that was so good, but people had already squeezed so much out of it. So I think you kind of expected it to be so much more. And it was, which is an amazing thing about yeah, it. Yeah. But like the one of the rare times it was like, wow, that completely met expectations. But uh, man, it's yeah, hard to, I, I, I hunt for these games that are funny, that are, that are um, like comedic games in general yeah. with good writing. So yeah. hard to find. That I'm, that can be. I mean, I've been playing, not to move us off the game, but like I've been playing Psychonauts Two, which is something you worked on mm. very briefly. Speaking of uh, comedic games, and it's good. It's good. I, I've not finished it yet. Like, have you played any? No, but I've. Um, I should. Uh, I. I know. I've heard it's quite funny. Actually, yeah, which is why I probably should play it. I've heard. I've actually heard it's charming. Is the way people keep describing it. Yes, I wouldn't say I've laughed out loud at anything yet. Like I did, I haven't laughed. Like I don't. So, and I was, I was genuinely because I was trying to think through my thoughts to talk about it, and I was like, has it really been trying to make me laugh? Like I, I would. I, and then I was, I played like an hour and a half at this morning. I was like, yeah, it has. I was like, it has been, and I've seen. I mean, it's definitely high concept funny. Like I know you start out is like. In, as a dentist inside somebody's teeth or something like it's definitely yeah i've been in their brainstorming meetings like a couple times back when i was there early on so i know they were definitely going for like high concept what the hell funny kind of ideas yeah which like i don't know there, there was nothing in there that i haven't yet to laugh like out loud and, okay. and not in a way that i'm not enjoying it i think like you say that charming is definitely the right way to say it. it's a world a world I very much enjoy being in and looking at. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it that a lot of it really, and it because it's my only frame of reference for sort of, I guess, weird art. But like Meow Wolf, it reminded me a lot of that kind of world building. Uh, 
for people that don't know, it's a, a uh, how would I even describe it? A place in Santa Fe you can go and walk around and it's all weird and a bunch of artists have collaborated to make it together. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It reminded me of that a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of areas that you go to that I was like, like really maximal kind of art, which is really exciting to be in, and it looks. That's the the thing I love the most about it because to me it, it's like an old kind of platformer combined with a Saturday morning cartoon, with a Saturday morning cartoon with a more of an adult bent to it because a lot of the times it will set up quite serious things like i was i was just playing one where an enemy you have an enemy you fight against is the concept of a panic attack and you, you have to kind of slow time down and slow everything down to beat it which the, the the character who's voiced by jack black keeps reminding you while you're playing it and trying to be do you remember i taught you about slowing down time i'm like yes jack black i did but i'm trying to beat this enemy so it, it kind of it weaves in these kind of serious ideas and concepts i mean with the panic attack one i did feel a bit like as someone that's had them, it was kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of a light approach to it where I was like, I don't know, I feel like I'm dying whenever I've had them. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it feels like I'm about to pass out as opposed to just like, oh man, I'm really worried about going on stage, which was kind of the the thing, the conceit for the, mm -hmm. the Jack Black character. And I was kind of like, not quite, but you know, we're also keeping it light. So I get it. Like we're not going too deep. And it's, so there's a lot of concepts in there that don't necessarily always translate to mechanics. Like you mentioned jokes through mechanics and stuff like that. Like they'll have these like really clever writing ideas where it's like, oh, this, this enemy is a sensor. Like he, he pops up in your head and he tries to get rid of thoughts that are wrong. And you are in this person's head. Therefore, you are a thought that is wrong. And he's got like a big stamp and he just says no and runs at you. And I was like, that's a cool idea written down. But what I actually do with him is I just hit him and then he dies. <laughs> it's like, all right, cool. Because it's a platform and that's fine. And yeah, I think the thing I like the most about it is just being in it. Like going around it because there's some amazing, in terms of art, like the way things look. It looks mm -hmm. stunning some levels. Like I just did a level... I mentioned the panic attack one. That's all done in a, a kind of 60s psychedelic world. But because it's a video game, the, everything is 60s psychedelic. And it looks really nice. And just yeah. existing in it is nice. I mean, I've heard I've heard this feedback from a lot of people that have been talking about this game. Oh, really? It's, uh, it's charming. It, um, it's funny. The high concept is great. Uh, the mechanic mechanically it doesn't always come together um yeah, the platforming I mean... isn't really tight and fun or the the combat it sometimes it lands sometimes it doesn't uh and i, I think like I, I honestly every time i hear somebody talk about it i kind of get flashbacks to bioshock infinite because i feel like that's exactly the way we were like we were really focused on narrative yeah high level concept on beautiful art and um i i would argue well, I can tell you, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to get in trouble. But, like, the, the 
system design specifically or gameplay in that way was not necessarily so much of a a focus at the highest level of our company when we were working mm. on Bioshock Infinite, you know? Like when there was when the directors got together there was two artists, a lead anim uh an animation director, the writer Ken Levine who was overseeing the project and um like a definitely the the programmer director would be there. Um uh, and maybe somebody to represent level design generally, but they were usually the most junior person. Like the the and definitely never a systems designer. And and I do, I do feel like games. How do I put it? I, I Tim Schafer is this hilarious, amazing writer, um, and he layers his amazing, hilarious writing on a variety of games. If you look at like mm. Massive Chalice and all the games Double Fine does, they don't seem to clamp down and really become subject at matter experts on a, a type of a game necessarily. Uh, they, they wildly change genres, which is fun and cool. Um, but yeah, it doesn't really surprise me that the thing that would, if the, if the person who's in charge is a writer mm. um, and they surround themselves with, you know, other writers and artists and so forth. Um, it, it doesn't surprise me that the weakest point of the game would be just the nuts and bolts gameplay. Yeah, like, and this is the thing, it's not, because you mentioned Bioshock Infinite, and I would say the gameplay in Bioshock Infinite was pretty solid, like you say, it wasn't, it wasn't the best shooter in the world, like, it didn't feel like no. I was playing Destiny or anything, but it was like, it definitely, we slapped this, there's this boss called the Siren that we slapped in and like, oh, was that in the graveyard? Yeah, Was that yeah, that bit? That... Was that the, the, the ghost? Yeah, 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 that was, oh, that sucked. You could... <laughs> You get like there's parts. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When I people think about it, it, I was they, like, was they it kinda, that one? <laughs> like, they kind of people gloss over the parts, you know, because yeah, there's parts that are fantastic and yeah. the art was fantastic and zipping along know, on a, like, a rail. I remember my memory. I immediately remember that. zipping along on a rail, going from these gunship things and chewing stuff, and I was like, that was fun. Like, yeah, but yeah, no, that bit was not great. As soon as you mentioned it, I remembered it because I was like. Oh god, yeah, I remember having to do that bit, and it was like, oh, can this bit end? <laughs> like that would be good. And there's definitely like, no, I, I have yet to get a sense of can this bit end. But I know just just because it was the level I was playing this morning, and I finished the whole thing. It's got Jack Black in it, and the art's beautiful, and the general idea around it is kind of interesting. But I definitely got to a point where it was like. Okay, now we got to go over here and get two more things. And I was thinking, like, oh, do I? Like, can I? <laughs> like, can I not just get one? Like, could could we be done here and I could move on? And you know, that's probably the point where you should just turn the video game off. And after I finished that level, I did. But I definitely do get that sense of this is a game where when I'm told I have to do more of the thing I've just done, I'm not excited about it, <laughs> which I guess isn't good. I'm not like, yes, more game. I'm just like, ah, oh, do we? Can we? Can we not? Yeah. Can I just go back into like the main hub and just kind of run around and like bounce about? Yeah, and... I mean, it's funny because there's so many games that I love where I'm like, oh, why are they making me sit through this fucking story? I want to play the game. Right? Yeah. And then you get these every now and then you get these games that are great that where it's weirdly the opposite. Where it's like, oh, why is this game happening? I, I feel this way in Uncharted or a lot of the Naughty Dog games. I hate to say that. I, um, you, you don't have to tell me. I could not go on with The Last of Us. I'm just, so like, just like, ugh. Not for I'm just me. Like, can we get through wise. this this terrible shooting bit so that we can get back to the story part? That's like, yep. you know, and that's yeah. And it's hard to find people that perfectly straddle that, 
or sorry, not people, studios. Obviously, games are made by large studios. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. This, you know, and and this is to and this is the thing: the 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 platforming and the combat are not. I wouldn't say I've. Because I've seen people saying that they're bad, and I was like, they're not. I don't think they're bad. I've yet to have any problems where I've felt like I can't do the platforming because of the camera being bad or anything like that. Like it's all, I've been able to do everything. I've yet to be frustrated by it. It's just there is there wasn't anything particularly memorable about any of it. Which you know, everything doesn't have to be memorable. But I think the bits mm -hmm. I will remember, like could be a video as opposed to i i don't think there's going to be many bits that i'll remember from a gameplay sense it would just be like ah that bit was funny or that bit was cool to look at and mm -hmm. be in it there's no bit on the oh that bit where i had to jump from here and go here and do that that was amazing i haven't had that yet with this game and it may as it goes along I, again i haven't finished it so i don't know but yeah i mean i like i said i it's, love the world i mean at the end of the day, it's better to be fantastic at one of those two things, yes. like the narrative world building or the gameplay, than like good and like pretty good or gr even great at, at two of them. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like here's a, yeah. I, I recently, what's the game I played recently? I was playing um, Tainted Grail. This is a, I, I, I bought this game. So I bought this game because I, I missed like uh, Monster Train, Slay the Spire. Like I'm I've just every now and then I just need a card game, apparently, which is surprising because <laughs> I never thought I'd be that person. Like I never liked card games, but like Slay the Spire, Monster Train, they kind of like I got into them for a weekend. And I was like, God, I want to mm. lose myself in a game again. And I saw, uh, a friend was like, you know, Tainted Grail, just just like those. Um, and I checked it out, and it was actually it's a good game. It's it does have that addiction to it. Um, I think I put at this point, let me just open up Steam real quick. It looks like I put about nine hours into it. I've played a couple of different characters in it. Uh, they have, it's interesting because it has a story hmm. uh, that that's persistent throughout your runs. And it, uh, you know, it, it, it has a story that's persistent and the story is good. And there's parts of that that I remember and there's mechanics that are interesting and they're both quite great. But they're neither one of, like if one of them was fantastic, I think I'd go back. I'd be far more likely to go back to it. Yeah. Because right now I'm just kind of like, I'm bored with this. Like neither one of them is just all out fantastic, you know. Which I think, I never got into Hades because it's not my kind of game. But like, if you want to understand, that's a world building narrative gameplay. Yeah. All of it was fantastic. Um, yeah. That's what was... I find. That was, I mean, I, I didn't get to play a ton of it because it happened. I started playing it just before I ended moving back from America. Now it's on Game Pass again. I'm going to play it on the Xbox. But the when I started it, it was like, yeah, this is super giant fucking firing on all cylinders. Like, this combat feels amazing. The voice acting, great. The art's great. Like, all, the mm -hmm. whole package, like you say. It, it felt like, yeah, this is... Because Bastion, I loved Bastion, and then their other ones didn't grab me mechanically, and they looked stunning, yeah. but they just weren't for me. But this one has that Bastion feeling combat, and yeah, it was great. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that I mean, that sounds interesting. I've not, I've not played it. I know what you yeah. mean though. The kind of games where you're like, you just don't play it again. Not, not that you didn't like it. You're it's, just like, I just didn't go back to it. Like, I, I it's not great. For any it's just then I found another game. 
you know, usually it's great. And then you have another game. You're like, oh, let me try that real quick. And then that mm-hmm. game like either lands or doesn't. And then you just never go back to the one that you set aside. I do that all the goddamn time. I'm the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like, just the worst. I just chew through games. I have so many games I've played for 11 hours. Like so many. Yeah. That's the, the, I I rarely finish a video game like the, throughout my entire life. Probably the number of video games I've finished is really low in comparison to the amount I've played. Like I've yeah. played for thousands of video games, no doubt, but like the amount I've finished. That being said, slim. I need to know there's an end, though. I will say there's another game that grabbed me. Like fuck, like maybe a month ago, it was um, Star Traders. Star right? Traders. Yeah. I mean, we got the word star, star in it, and that generally pulls me in. Yeah, Star Traders Frontier. Frontiers. Ooh, Interesting strategy name. game. That's got me. Yeah. Star Trader Frontiers. I'm like, hello. Hello, words yeah, that sorry. connect together that, that speak to me. <laughs> so it's like a... It's a strategy game. You have a ship. You fly around. You, you get into combat. You um, it, It's all of it. Like, you, you have a crew that you manage... Uh, you got, you spend a lot of time trading and doing quests and things. Uh, there's a, there's a quest system. Um, it, it's a great game. I highly recommend it, but it's a sandbox. And it, mm. like, I, I didn't realize it was a sandbox until I'd gotten into it, like for about six hours. And I was like, okay, but when does the main story arc end? And then it, it's like, oh no, that it is ended. And like, oh, so all there is now is these oh. side quests. And I just fell off it like immediately. As soon as yeah. I was like, I don't have a goal. I don't have a thing I'm working towards. This game doesn't end. I was like, well, this is stupid. Like, I, I, I remember saying that out loud. I, and I, and it's weird because like I went from in love with this game to like, well, now I'm done. In like the span of finding that out. Yeah. Which is I know what you mean. hard to say. You know, I don't like saying bad things about games in general because, you know, it's gonna like, I hate doing that. Um, it's a personal no, thing. I just, I it. I personally need apparently have a thing in my brain that I need to know that there's an end to the game and a goal. And if I don't yeah. have that, I'm just like, well, fuck. I mean, we live in a world of definitives on the internet, but it is like, this is just an opinion. Like, it's just, for me, that yeah. was how I felt about it. It doesn't mean everyone else in the entire world is like, definitively, it's bad. I'm sorry. It's bad forever now. Bad. <laughs> you tried. You tried. <laughs> yeah. You made a shit ton of money with your very successful game, but I'm here Fools. to tell you, unfortunately... <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you enjoyed a bunch of like you played a, that held your attention for quite a long time oh, like, yeah, that's yeah. good like yeah. a lot of video games don't manage that but yeah mm. could probably wrap this one up here I think Gwen yeah we've been this is fun we've had a lot to talk about it's been a long time it's been <laughs> a long time and uh, yeah we should do more of this I think that with that 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 I think we we say this every time but we will. We do say that every time. We do. Yeah, we just let people down repeatedly. We better if we'd be like, we're never talking again. This That's is it, it listeners. Us. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Light, and you've been in the dialogue box. <laughs>